Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Alrighty, everyone. I feel like I've started quite a few shows like this where I apologize for our lack of consistency in publishing episodes. With two new co-hosts starting this thing in the middle of the season, it it has been a little tough to get a schedule ironed out, and for that I do apologize. Uh, This isn't meant to be a pity party or anything. We just want you to know that we understand it could be a little frustrating for episodes to come out inconsistently, but we are going to be trying to get that figured out here in the immediate future uh, and as for now I'm, i might as well say that even though we're trying to find consistency this isn't your consistent believe in florida gators episode for that i am your host zach goodall and i am joined by one of my co-hosts today on the believe in florida podcast that's brandon carroll now we aren't here to talk about a Florida game that just happened or a Florida game that's coming up as we've done throughout the campaign. Instead, we are here to talk about some off the field news, off the field news that you would have found out if you were awake at midnight last night when Jaden Rashada, elite quarterback in the class of 2023, announced that he is flipping his commitment from Miami to Florida. This is a name Florida fans are very familiar with if you paid attention to recruiting over the summer. And if you aren't, we will give you the breakdown on what Rashada brings to UF today on the Believe in Florida podcast. Uh, before we dive in, I'll throw it over to my co-host, Brandon Carroll. Brandon, say what's up to the people and give us your immediate reaction, man. Um, this was something that we anticipated. Uh, it kind of altered our recording schedule, actually, because we were thinking of recording on Thursday. Uh, but didn't want this news to get in the way at any point. Ended up being a waste of time just sitting around because he did it at midnight. But it all worked out. And uh, I'm curious for your immediate thoughts. Absolutely. How's it going, everybody? I'm glad to be back, like Zach said. Uh, I'm not trying to throw a pity party or anything, but scheduling has just been difficult with all the transition here at the Believe in Florida Gators podcast. But we're going to get there. We're going to get consistent and y'all are going to have plenty of our takes on recruiting football and even some basketball at points from this podcast. But I think the biggest thing with getting Jaden Rashada, the kind of, um, you know, the initial shock that went into it was the fact that, like you said, he announced it at midnight. Uh, we had kind of put that as our initial um, content plan for Thursday. We were going to get our articles up about, you know, the things that we wrote about him. And then also we're going to record a podcast immediately after for an immediate reaction type thing. However, happening at near 1230, one o'clock in the morning on the East coast made it kind of difficult to be able to do that. So here we are recording now on Friday and we're kind of still in the midst of our Jaden Rashada content. Um, but this is a guy for the Florida staff that they have been targeting since the very beginning. He re- they really amped up the recruiting efforts in, over the summer. Uh, looked like they had a viable chance to get him uh, on into their class uh, and w- before he eventually committed to Miami after a late surge by Mario Cristobal and company. But 
this is big for Florida, I think, just because of you're getting a face of the class that you previously lacked. You're winning a recruiting battle against a team that you've struggled against, an in-state rival that you've struggled to pull talent from, as we've seen with, you know, Rashada before this and also Cormani McLean, who was Florida's number one uh, target on their big board, no matter position. And I think the biggest thing is just getting this piece is could really put Florida back in one of the hottest momentum spots for recruiting in all, you know, college football, this, this upcoming cycle, or just the finishing of the 2023. So a lot of things that goes into Jaden Rashad on, I'm excited to really dive into the, each little detail of all of the things that come with landing a quarterback of his caliber. And we'll do it right after this message from our sponsors at bet online. Uh, they want you to know if you weren't aware already, basketball is back. And Bet Online remains your number one source for all sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, college football, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, all one word, to receive your reward. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. And I'll tell you what, based on the reactions we've seen from Jaden Rashada's flip, there weren't many people betting on this. Um, again, this is something that we had become privy to uh, pretty recently and, and did start getting our work done yesterday, um, or at least had it done ahead of time for yesterday, uh, assuming that it was going to break at some point on Thursday. In fact, I, I had been ready to go for a while, realized by about 9 p.m. Eastern that, hey, maybe something, maybe it's just a little delayed, could take a little bit of time. And by like 10.30 or 11, I was ready to get in bed. I'm in bed at 11.30 and I get a call from um, from someone that's kept me in the loop on this comp- on this situation and they told me that if you're planning on sleeping anytime soon, you should put your phone ringer on. And I said, okay, whatever. Like I'm still expecting this in the morning. Uh, I get into stage one of sleep. I'm talking, it must have been a good five or 10 minutes because I don't even remember falling asleep. I just remember waking up and I've got the call. Uh, it's, you know, get to your computer right now. And as I get there, Rashada drops his note and we have content in the middle of the night. Uh, and that's what led us to recording today. As Brandon summed up, um, it was certainly a wild ride again, not something that the public necessarily was expecting whatsoever. Uh, I think the Rashada recruitment kind of came and went for Florida fans over the summer. It was at the time heartbreaking. He had, very quickly emerged as Florida's number one targeted quarterback. And we made note of this back, I think even on the pod at the time, but definitely in our stories, uh, even when Demetrius Harvey was with us that I say that he, you know, he's with the Jack, he's with the Florida times union. Now that sounded way worse than it sounded, uh, or than it was in our hearts. He is still with us in in our hearts. hearts. Exactly. But we touched on it back then that Florida was picky uh, with the quarterbacks they were pursuing. There were a couple of the top guys. They got it for one or two visits. They did their research. But by about April or May, it started to become apparent that Jaden Rashada was the guy they wanted. 
Uh, he had a commitment date set of June 18th. He visited Florida twice in a couple weeks span. Uh, Florida received his last official visit before that original commitment date. Uh, he took like 10 flights in the first month of June to do all the visits that he like. They, they coordinated this with other schools. There was a stretch of like seven or eight days or something where he was visiting. What was it? I think Ole Miss LSU or A&M LSU and then Florida back to back to back. Then he gets a week to make his decision. And then Miami enters the picture. Uh, if you kept up with it at that point, everything went Miami's way from that point on. The commitment date was pushed back a week. He took his final official visit that he had allotted to Miami seven days before. The rest was history. And Jaden Rashada was a Miami Hurricane. Until he wasn't. Until we got here to Veterans Day just after midnight when he flipped. So I guess that basically sums up everything that happened up until this point, but Brandon, if you can think of any other anecdotes that I missed along the way, as well as, and I know you touched on your immediate reaction, but what does this immediately do for Florida? This type of monumental win, not only to, you know, in a vacuum, you just went out and landed your quarterback of the future. And that is always huge. Like everyone understands that, but not only is you to me, your quarterback of the future, I think he's a quarterback that can play sooner rather than later. All things considered, we ends up at Florida. He is, according to Sports Illustrated, a top seven prospect in the country, number three quarterback in the class. And they just poached their guy from their in-state rival of Miami. I mean, there are so many, and you just wrote about this. So, like, feel free to just go on a tangent based on what you wrote and some. But there are so many different positives that you can pull from this, aside from the fact that Florida just got its quarterback. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing with getting Rashada is the fact that not only do you have, like you said, the future of your uh, quarterback room, but now you have a face of the 2023 class, a talented class at that. They've really tried to be, you know, uh, kind of, they've tried to make sure that they fill in the, sp the spaces on this roster that we've seen throughout the 2022 season. They've really, really went out and targeted wide receiver, cornerback, and they're even still trying to form a defensive line, offense line as well. They're, they're trying to anchor those trenches and anchor those skill positions on both sides of the ball. And Rashada kind of completes what they have going for them right now. And I think a big thing with getting a guy like Rashada is you're immediately drawn to play with to play with good players. And it's always kind of magnified when it's a good quarterback. And I think having a, a quarterback of his caliber, and that's no shot to Marcus Stokes, who's already in the class, but having a quarterback of Rashad's caliber makes other guys want to come play at the University of Florida. I mean, back when he committed to, um, right before he committed to uh, Miami, I believe, uh, there was a report saying Andy Jean said that he wants to play with a quarterback like Rashada. He thinks he's the best quarterback in this class and he would love to play with a guy like him. And then Miami gets some people kind of, uh, you know, and Jean's commits to Florida. And so it's just kind of like the, that balancing act between, all right, where am I going to be best suited to play my college ball? And will the players that are playing alongside me elevate me to look as good as I can to eventually take that next step into the professional level. And I think Rashad is going to be able to do that for a lot of guys, whether that comes on the offensive line at wide receiver or on the other side of the ball, as they try to get the ball back to him for him to go down and score points. So I think the biggest thing here is Florida winning in that regard of 
now we have someone that is going to draw other players to the University of Florida. They didn't really have that before. And now that they do, I think that we're going to see an uptick in recruiting already. Or, you know, after an already talented uh, kind of roster they built in this class. And you're going to see that kind of translate when they do start arriving um, on campus come two months from now when they, when the early enrollees kind of start trickling in. So a lot of positives there and on the field, this guy is the real deal. And I, I you have, you've watched him up close and personal on multiple occasions. So if you want to kind of talk about what he brings to the table for Florida as a quarterback, I would be uh, interested to hear your point of view there. Yeah, certainly. And I definitely want to dive back into the the ripple effect that Rashada's move will have on recruiting. But I will touch on this because uh, as posted over at allgators.com, we have like a 2200 word scouting report and career outlook, which Brandon helped me put together as well. Um, but I think roughly 1500 1,600 of those words were previously posted at our sister site, allhurricanes.com, also written by me, uh, from when Rashada committed to Miami. Because uh, at that point, we were you know, anticipating the potential of him coming to Florida. I wrote the scouting report understanding that either of those sites, and eventually both of those sites, could use the scouting report. So it helped. Um, yes, I've seen Rashada up, um, up close at the Elite 11, you know, and obviously not in his pads for a game. Um, I've not gone to a high school game in California before, but that would be kind of cool. Um, but from that, I've studied a lot of his tape. Um, John Garcia, who works with us at Sports Illustrated, has been to several of his events in terms of, I think, Elite 11 semifinals, uh, definitely seven-on-seven seven tournaments. So we've seen him really... Anyway, you could see Jaden Rashada throwing the ball aside from maybe a private workout up until this point. And he brings all the tools to the table that you're looking for uh, in terms of a quarterback in this day and age. He's got the arm power. He's got the improving accuracy. I mean, he's been more accurate this year in terms of just completing his passes than he ever has been in his high school career. I think his points are up like 7% uh, in terms of completion percentage. Uh, so you're seeing that uh, his scheme is very vertically based. So... I, as I wrote over the summer and still want to see uh, him work more with the middle of the field um, to this point in his career, but I think he's capable of doing it. We've seen the accuracy. We've seen his ability to throw a zip, throw with touch, uh, throw with great placement, understanding his reads. Uh, and I think that shouldn't really be a problem. However, it's something he'll have to develop at the next level. Um, but you look at this scheme um, that Anthony Richardson has run in 2022 under Billy Napier, and, and I understand there have been complaints sometimes of play calling in terms of, you know, running the same things a lot of the time. It's not necessarily a super diverse passing scheme, kind of like um, like Dan Mullins was at Florida, but we've seen Anthony Richardson start to hit his stride here in the past couple weeks and some things start to open up. And as a result, the offense does look fun for a gunslinging type of quarterback like Rashada, like an Anthony Richardson. And now it's worth noting that Rashada doesn't necessarily bring the mobility to the table that Richardson does. I mean, there really aren't many quarterbacks or players in general that do. Uh, but I do believe Rashada is mobile enough to make plays happen with his feet. Um, but but the best part about it is that he's mobile enough to make things happen with his feet in the passing game. And, and we've seen... 
Florida try and get that out of Richardson throughout the year. Uh, they've definitely tried to make him more of a polished uh, pocket passer. And I do believe at this point, Rashada is much further along in that regard than Richardson was coming out of high school. So I don't think there will necessarily be as much of an emphasis on developing him within the pocket. Um, but to my point there is that he has the mobility to roll out. They can call play action. They can call naked boots like they've done with Richardson to create half field reads and just let his arm do the work from there. He's got all of the tools again to make those plays as well as plays from the pocket work with his arm. And, and he's got the patience, uh, even though we do want to see the offense kind of become I don't want to say more difficult, but he'd do more things within it in terms of middle of the field, in terms of processing, in terms of going reads one to four. Um, but one of the biggest positives I think you can pull kind of aside from that is his poise under pressure. And that should, in my opinion, at least translate to improved play with, you know, the more advanced aspects of making reads as a quarterback. He, he's not afraid to take a hit. He is not afraid to stand in under pressure if he understands a throw is going to come open. And to the mobility aspect, he, he is able to get out of collapsing pockets, make plays, whether it's with his feet or go move somewhere, reset, and drop a perfect ball. Um, there's a reason he's our number three quarterback over on the SI99, top seven player in the country. I know that he's not necessarily as highly rated by other outlets and in fairness, I do believe he was a five-star at one point across the board, but his Elite 11 uh, performance may have dropped that a bit because it seemed to happen right around then he started to drop. But in my opinion, from being out at Elite 11, you have to keep in mind, um, it started the 28th of June? Yes, 28th of June. That's two days after he commits to Miami. That's less than two days after the reports about his lawyer coming out, all the NIL talk, all of... This craziness up until that point, probably like 15 flights throughout the month of June going to check out schools. Rashada was tired, exhausted, you know, physically and mentally drained. You could tell I, I talked to him all three days and you could tell when he got there that he was just out of it. You know, he had flown in to several events throughout that month at, at a last second notice, like in an overtime um, seven on seven tournament. He got there late in the first or maybe even second day and missed at least one of the games that they were doing just because of how hectic this process was. And then he's got the social media turn turmoil. He's got Florida fans upset with how that process went coming after Michael Caspino, the representative who I won't get into it too much, but has been accused of being part of the NIL aspect of Miami and Rashada there. He had a lot on his plate and you could tell that it affected him on the first day of elite 11 but then he bounced back and in our grades was the seventh best quarterback and sixth best quarterback out of 20 on the final two days. So, and those were tougher competitions. Uh, they were exhausting. Uh, the, each one got tougher on the quarterbacks in terms of being physically taxing and he got better as the week went along. So I've said a lot here. I understand I've summed up a lot about his game. Um, I'll end it with, there's a reason we rank him so highly compared to the other outlets that have dropped him over time. But if you'll remember, he was a consensus five-star, if I recall correctly, or if not right on the very edge of being one earlier in his recruitment process, because he is a super talented quarterback. And Billy Napier certainly has a quarterback of the future in Rashada now in the class. Yeah, he does. And I appreciate that, uh, that in-depth uh, kind of look at Rashada. Um, but, and there's not really much to add. I feel like you covered uh, everything there. 
the biggest thing that I want to say, if, if we're kind of ready for that aspect to talk about Florida's, you know, how he fits into Florida's offense, or if you want to circle back to what um, the it, this overall ad means for Florida um, and kind of a momentum standpoint before we get into that, we can do that as well. Oh, go ahead. If you have anything you want to hit on in terms of the fit, we can do that, then go straight into into what this means. Sounds good. So the thing that, uh, so obviously you were the author of the scouting report portion of that uh, story that we put up on allgators.com. Then there was a career outlook portion that um, I kind of took the lead on. And the biggest thing that I see with Rashada and and my kind of goal here was to give fans a reference. So you watch this Florida offense this season with Anthony Richardson how does this offense translate to what Jaden Rashada can do in this offense when his time eventually comes? And I think the biggest thing is Jaden Rashada might fit in this offense even better than Anthony Richardson does, because we see a lot of what Billy Napier is trying to do. And he wants a pass. He wants a pass first player in the quarterback position. And that's not saying Richardson isn't pass first, but we've had to see him kind of progress to that point as this season's went on. And he's gotten a lot better at it, but it's almost it's a it hampers the ability of Richardson when he's not able to use his feet at a high volume where Billy Napier wants to keep his quarterback in the pocket and use that those legs as an asset as a you know complement to what they do uh each you know each play each game whatever and I think the biggest thing with Rashada is his ability to sit in the pocket and take those hits and fire the ball downfield that makes him such a great fit for Billy Napier's offense because this is a team that likes to run the ball first with you know they're they're right now it's with the two-headed monster Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne they've kind of assumed that role of those uh, kind of bell cows in that backfield and we really saw that come to fruition at a rate that fans would like against Texas A&M and they build off of that so you're going to see the that uh, emphasis on running the ball and then you're going to get the quick hitters out to the out to the boundary so you're going to get the the screen passes and other short um kind of plays to really push the ball outside. And then they're going to try to take you vertical, which I think is exactly what Jaden Rashada does at the high school level. He takes teams vertical. And I think that's a big part of what Florida sees in him is, oh, this guy already does the thing in our offense that we do at a, that we want to do at a high level, that we want to do at a high volume. So getting him in that offense as someone that can run, but isn't necessarily a run like a dual threat quarterback, so he's going to sit there and he's going to try to fire the ball downfield. He's going to make through his progressions and he's not going to, you know, you're not going to have to really develop him as a pocket passer when he's not a pocket passer makes him an asset for Florida going forward. Whereas Anthony Richardson's dual threat quarterback playing in a system that wants a pocket passer that can run when he's asked to. So I think that's just kind of the differences between the two um, quarterbacks. And as we've seen with the Richardson, he's starting to have success in this offense as the season progresses and, you know, there's talks about him coming back at the end of this year, which would ultimately shake up a lot of what is going on with, you know, Rashad receiving early playing time and things like that. But overall, this is an um, offense that suits what Rashad brings to the table very, very well, I believe, at least. Certainly agree. And I know that now Florida is looking for additional players that fit not only their offense, but defense and special teams very well. Uh, to bring into this class in addition to Rashada. I mean, we know that they still have a bit of a way to go in terms of finishing up the class, but adding a quarterback 
adding this 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 top layer to your recruiting class you know ultimately it's going to bring apart uh, bring upon a domino effect right naturally Rashada is going to entice players to want to follow him to Florida. And now all eyes are on, you know, will Florida continue to flip players from Miami or, you know, are these top prospects that remain available, whether Florida was in the mix or not, you know, is there suddenly a new thought to, Hmm, Jaden's there. Interesting. Let's see. Uh, It ultimately starts this weekend when Florida takes on South Carolina in the swamp. It is their final home game of the year, which means the final opportunity for recruits to come watch the Gators in person at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. And we can tell you that Connor Clark of allgators.com, who writes with us, has confirmed Jaden Rashada will be there. He is getting into town on Saturday and will be taking in his first Gators game ever in person, um, as well as, you know, helping recruit some of the guys around him that will be there and currently we've got a list of 33 players uh i think 12 or so of them are committed and then 20 ish 21 are uh, not committed at the time from various classes the biggest uh the most noteworthy i guess i should say visitor that is not committed is offensive tackle lucas simmons of florida state uh or committed to florida state i should say he is coming to florida for his fifth visit of the year uh, it materialized right around the same time that Rashada ended up committing. So all of a sudden, you know, you look down this board of needs that Florida has, and they have a couple others, and there are some big-time visitors that will be there this weekend, uh, like a Desmond Ricks at corner that obviously will be full-court pressed uh, to become players here at Florida. But Lucas Simmons, when you weigh, you know, the need at offensive tackle, the idea that they just got their franchise quarterback, so to speak, all of a sudden, all eyes are kind of on him to come and check out this game and see what he takes from it. And he also, he's maintained his pledge to FSU. He intends to be at the FSU versus Florida game in Tallahassee on November 25th. So I would suggest that there is nothing immediate necessarily coming from this, but big news nonetheless when we get into this idea of Rashada's influence on the rest of the recruiting class. So what are your thoughts there? What are you looking for this weekend in terms of visits? Uh, And I mean, if you've got anything on Lucas Simmons, again, I don't want to necessarily press too much into that because it's a little early before we could start officially saying, Hey, this is something to take seriously, but regardless, it's, it's still a headline. So just overall your takes on, on the upcoming uh, weekend of visits, as well as Rashad's influence on these prospects, either uncommitted or committed elsewhere. Yeah, the I think the biggest thing, and I keep saying that, but there's a lot of things that go into what Rashad brings to the table. We talked about his recruiting aspect, but getting him on campus for this weekend and Florida's last home game uh, of the year where they're able to bring recruits in to understand what this environment is like in the swamp is really important to where Florida wants to go with this class. Cause Lucas Simmons has been one of their top targets for quite some time. And obviously he committed to Florida state over Florida. And that was kind of, you know, a, that was considered a major win for Mike Norvell and company in Tallahassee and Billy Napier and the, you know, offensive, the duo of offensive line coaches in uh, Rob sale and Darnell Stapleton kind of were left out of anchoring down one of the top offensive tackle recruits in the nation. And now he's coming back to campus with another opportunity um, with Florida provided another opportunity to secure his talents. And they'll have not just Jaden Rashada, but former FSU offensive line commit 
Roderick Kearney on campus as well, who actually committed in a short time frame with Lucas Simmons. So those two, um, you know, are they've they've likely had discussions and are likely in the the midst of each other and continue to talk. And I think having those guys pressing a talent like Lucas Simmons for a position that Florida's relatively uh, thin at and being offensive tackle, although we've seen guys like Austin Barber and Michael Tarquin step up this season. I think there's a lot there that gives Florida a chance to kind of close on one of these top recruits at a position of need. And then you look around and there's, you know, cornerback Desmond Ricks, who is kind of going to be the guy at cornerback now that Cormani McClain's committed to Miami. He's just reclassified to 2023 from 2024, and he'll be in attendance. So how can, you know, Rashada pitch to him that I need you on the other side to get me the ball back so we can go down and score and really keep this thing rolling? Uh, just little things like that. So there's a lot of storylines heading into this weekend. But like you said, Lucas Simmons is arguably the biggest one with Desmond Ricks not too far behind. This is supposed to be a shorter show, and I've just realized we are almost at our typical length. Uh, but that's what happens when, as Brandon mentioned, you say the biggest thing several times. A lot times. of the biggest things. There's a lot there of biggest are. things. It's it's hard to determine which one is truly the biggest. This is, I, I mean, this is the most positive news that has happened since Florida, since Billy Napier took over at Florida, right? Yes. I think so. I think yeah. pretty easily. I, I, yeah, I think I think overall in terms of you know just overall expectations as well as like timing and things like that, this is the most surprising biggest news. Yeah, so I would I would say that most significant for sure. Yeah, which warrants longer podcasts than sometimes we intend on. However, that will do it for us today, everybody. Once again, uh, if you weren't up at midnight or. If, Somehow you've gotten through today or even almost 30 minutes of this podcast without realizing it. Jaden Rashad is going to be a Florida Gator. And I know a lot of you guys are excited, as you should be, uh, because as we've just assessed, the guy is good. So we're looking forward to watching him in orange and blue, really just as much as you guys are. Uh, and with that being said, uh, I'm Zach Goodall. Thank you guys for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at Zach underscore Goodall. Find my co-host Brandon Carroll at it's B Carroll on Twitter. And also while you're there, go ahead and throw our guy Dominic Easley, our third host, and of course, former Florida defensive tackle will follow. I'm pulling it up now. I'm almost 99% certain his handle is just his name. In fact, it is at Dominic Easley. Uh Brandon, thank you for joining me today. Uh great episode with what's really been a great 12 to 24 hour period of Florida football off the field. That is absolutely. Thanks again for leading the ship here at the believe in Florida Gators podcast. And just don't, don't forget Jaden Rashada is a big thing. He is that he is make sure to stop by our sponsor over at BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code believe for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And please gamble responsibly this is the believe in florida gators podcast and we will see you guys next time
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.